0: hi and welcome to another episode of the cover zero podcast the show where i cover the least in the best way possible i'm your host jason wells and today well i have my first ever guest on Uh, so I brought on one of my buddies, known him forever, uh, Cam Martin. So he basically came on to tell me why I'm wrong. We ended up talking for about an hour and 45 minutes. Lucky for you guys, I cut out all the stuff that we did agree on because we just ended up talking about every single team. Uh, so it's only the stuff that we completely disagreed on, have, have different takes about it. Uh, If I didn't end up talking about your team, it means Cam agreed with me. And what I said previously, he also agrees with. He doesn't know I'm saying this, but I'm going with that. Uh, We're also going to talk about some fantasy sleepers that we have. Before we get to my conversation with Cam... A few news and notes from around the league. Uh, Rookie punter Matt Ariza is... I mean, essentially a rapist at this point. Uh, Bad look on the Bills. It seemed like they knew a few days before this news actually broke. uh, And decided to wait on cutting him. Uh, Fuck Matt Ariza. I hope he never plays in the league again. Other than that... uh, Today is cut day. Every team has to trim down to the 53-man roster. There's a few notable names that got cut. A few younger guys, but nothing really of note. Uh, I will add, as a Dolphins fan, Byron Jones stayed on the pup list, and that means he has to miss the first four games of the season. First two games shouldn't matter. Patriots, Ravens, don't really throw the ball that much. Not too, too concerned. But then we play the Bills and the Bengals. That'll be tough. Uh, The other only news that I can think of, the Saints traded Chauncey Gardner-Johnson to the Eagles for a few mid-late round picks. Great move by the Eagles, adding to that loaded defense. I don't know why the Saints are selling, but I'm confident that they know what they're doing. That defense is still really good, even without Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. But yeah, I guess let's move on to my conversation with Cam. Cam. Now, I'm gonna welcome on my first ever guest. Uh, He's been one of my friends for, God, what, I've known you since grade one, basically?
1: Basically, yeah.
0: Yeah, Uh, he's a Niners fan, he's started as a bandwagon with Colin Kaepernick, has turned out pretty well since then. Uh, Still hasn't seen a Super Bowl, but has made a couple of them, uh, better than what I can say. So uh, yeah, welcome, Cameron.
1: It's been a roller coaster, but hopefully this is the breakthrough year. We'll see what happens.
0: Yeah. Okay. So I brought Cameron on to basically be, as I said, at the end of last week's episode, I have been unchecked for the last month with everything that I've been saying. So I brought Cameron on to anything he's disagreed with me over the last month. We're going to talk about it. We're going to hash it out and we'll go from there. Sounds good. Sounds good. The Jags. How about that?
1: I think the Jags are also going to be on the outside looking in. Uh, I know you said that they're going to be a top 10 pick. I think that could be true, but they'll be closer to 10 than one. Uh, And it wouldn't surprise me to see them slip into the early teams either.
0: I think that that's fair. Yeah, they'll definitely be closer to 10 than one. I think that when you look at the really bad teams in the NFL, and I mean, we're going to talk about a few of them, but it's, you have the Falcons, you have the Bears. I think Seattle's probably up there if they don't change the quarterback. But at least the Jags are building towards something where all of those other teams are just kind of floundering right now and don't really have a tree yeah. of where they're going.
1: Absolutely. I mean, I, you just look at what they added. Uh, you know, adding a Christian Kirk, who's a, a legit weapon, I don't know if he's a wide receiver one, but he's legit. Adding a top tier guard, uh, Foyer Loukan. I'm pretty sure was top five, top three in tackles last year for the F- Falcons. Um, they have a legit coach, Noah Urban Meyer Circus. You know, um, and even adding ETN too is basically like adding a new uh, top tier running back. Hopefully, That'd so
0: they didn't last year, that's for sure. They've got
1: to prove it, but I think they could. I like so, Lawrence. So. But,
0: again, what we're saying is they're going to be good, but, again, it's, they're still the Jags. They won't really
1: – And AFC is too loaded for them exactly. to sneak in this year.
0: Exactly. That's, that's the hard part. Uh, okay, now we're getting to the better teams, the Tennessee Titans. I haven't in <sighs> the playoffs, but what do you think?
1: I don't like the Titans this year, really. <laughs> I – Honestly, it wouldn't surprise me if Jacksonville was better than them by the end of the year. That's a I I mean, we'll see what happens. You I mean, lost A.J. Brown, who's their only legit weapon. Um, Julio is gone, not that he was a huge factor, but he could have been this year with no more A.J. Brown. Mm. And now he's not there to replace him. Derrick Henry's coming off a serious injury. It's, there's so much unknown, and I just don't trust Ryan Tannehill. I'm sure you, as a Dolphins fan, can get behind that. (laughs) Um,
0: It's just, yeah, he's shown that it's got like that playoff game against the Bengals where they still almost won and he had three brutal interceptions. Yeah. That that defense is really, really good, but that offense is just, yeah.
1: And like they won so many close games last year. That's probably not sustainable going into next year. So, you know, you flip a couple of those losses plus factor in the losses that they have to their talent. I don't see anything that really, they're not an easy win, but they're not a threat in my opinion.
0: Definitely agree with that. Uh, Moving on, let's go with the Panthers, who when I started doing my breakdowns, they didn't have Baker Mayfield. Now they do have Baker. Obviously, that's a huge game changer for them, but does it matter?
1: Not really. I mean, Baker's a legit quarterback that's probably going to play them out of a top five pick, but he's not going to play them into a playoff spot. So... No, I, you can debate if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but they're not going to be the cakewalk that the Falcons were, in my opinion. Well,
0: that's the problem that had for so long is they stayed in that middle ground of like teams where they weren't bad to be truly bad, but they weren't good to actually be a potential playoff team. And that's kind of where the Panthers have been for the last five years, essentially. So,
1: yeah, I understand it from Carolina's point of view. You know, Matt Rule is coaching for his job, probably the GM too. So they got to try and win some games here. But uh, it won't. I mean, be, no. for the fan base, I hope that there it just blows up and everybody leaves so that they can, you know, move so on.
0: I don't see how this time next year Matt Rule has a job. There's no way.
1: I don't think so either.
0: Like, like um, have to make the play, make the playoffs and, like, maybe win a game for him. To say,
1: well, and that would almost be the worst-case scenario long-term for the Panthers is if, you know, they surprise, and they win seven or eight games, and Rule sticks around, Baker sticks around, and it's just like – then you're just stuck in purgatory, and you're never going to be a contender with that management and coaching and quarterback situation.
0: See, it's funny because I, I still believe in Peter – but, again, Baker, like what level of quarterback at this point?
1: Baker, I think, is a starting QB in the NFL. But he's not in that tier where he's going to push you to a championship.
0: Like, he's not a difference maker? No. Okay. With, with the right team around him, maybe.
1: Mm-hmm. But that team doesn't start with Matt Rule no, as the no, coach. No. So.
0: Okay. Okay. Uh... Let's go with the Saints, and I know we're going to have some talk about this one because I think the Saints are the playoff or our playoff team. I think James Winston is legit. I think they have weapons. I think the offensive line is still good. I think that defense is potentially top five, but you don't think they're a playoff team.
1: I don't. I don't. My only thing is, I will say my stance on that has softened a little bit with Kamara's probably not going to get suspended now.
0: That that was a big, if he was suspended for a big chunk of the season, I was also iffy. I was still confident, but now Mm. I'm full steam ahead. They're making the playoffs.
1: My only thing is, is the way I look at the NFC, you have your four division winners and they're not better than Tampa. So they're not getting one of those spots. So then you look, they've got three wildcard spots to get. I think that Green Bay and Minnesota are going to get one of them. Mm-hmm. I think the Rams or Niners, fingers crossed, are going to get one of them. Yep. And then you look, it's just like, okay, you've got one more playoff spot to get to. And it's a battle between them, Arizona, Dallas. And, you know, I think that the other teams are a little bit more proven. Um, the Saints had some pretty big losses this year. You know, they lost to Ron Armstead, so they're not going to have that like benchmark left tackle. lost Marcus Williams, who's a legit starting safety. You lost Malcolm Jenkins, who was getting a little older, but he was still a starter on that defense. And the last time we saw Jameis Winston play a full season, he threw 30 interceptions. Yes, he threw 30 touchdowns, but 30 interceptions is worse. (laughs) And not to mention on top of all that, you lost Sean Payton, who I thought was a top three coach in the league. Yeah. And you know, yes, they maintained a lot of the other coaching staff, but who's gonna be the guy to make that adjustment on offense midway through the season when the scheme starts to get figured out and defenses are picking up on what Jameis is doing?
0: That is what's my big concern. Yeah, that is what's left to be seen, anyways. It's I think the coaching is the big question mark. I feel like Jameis is we know who Jameis is at this point. It's he's super volatile, he can. He can throw you into games, but he'll also lose you games. But when he played the, what, like the seven games he played last year for the Saints, he had 14 touchdowns and three interceptions. He looked good. After I recorded and I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, he was actually okay with no weapons around him.
1: Hmm. He was good, but it's a small sample size and we'll see what happens. And again, that was with Sean Payton.
0: Yeah. So we'll see what happens. And with the offensive line too, anyways, uh, Mm Did draft Trevor Penning, but I think he got hurt in his last preseason game with whatever turf toe, so... Yeah. I and I mean,
1: Penning is... I think Penning's got a good future, but he's no Teron Armstead.
0: No. No one is. I mean, so, there's a couple people in the league who are, but like...
1: I was going to say you're talking to somebody who knows all about good left tackles
0: here. Let's go with the Bengals. <laughs> so, I have them missing the playoffs for fairly obvious and a little biased reasons, but... I still think the Bengals are a really good team. It's just the way I have the AFC shaking out, they don't make the playoffs. I don't think they win the division, and you don't either. No,
1: I have the Ravens winning the division for sure. Uh, And then you have to look at, like you said, who are the wildcard teams this year. And I I think they're still going to make it. I think Burrow's going to build on what he had last year with a a quality offensive line in front of him. Not elite, but it's a huge step up from last year.
0: League average now.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, they made the Super Bowl with below average. Yeah. You know, yes, they got hot. I'm not saying they're a Super Bowl contending team. Um, but they, you know, they got better and they didn't have a ton of huge losses either. And the losses that they did have were replaced by pretty quality guys. Like, you know, yeah, they lost CJ Ozama, but then they replaced him with Hayden Hurst, which mm-hmm. the talent-wise, that's basically a wash. Yeah. So, I don't know. I think that they can make it in. I wouldn't be shocked to see them as one of the first teams out. Kind of similar to the Saints, what I was saying before, where there's only so many spots.
0: And, like, that's the thing. That got, like, we talked about it, but the Colt, like, there's four division winners, and if we agree that it's the – I feel like we won't agree for the AFC West, but Colt, somebody, Ravens, and then – one of the AFC West teams and you still got three other good AFC West teams and then the Bengals, the Dolphins, those are, yeah, it's tough. but
1: It's absolutely tough. And the thing is, is you don't really have to worry about anybody else in the AFC South, in my opinion, getting one of those wildcard teams. Maybe that's a little harsh for Tennessee, but I don't see them as a huge threat compared to the other options. Yeah. Um, like you said, AFC West, every team can make the playoffs, and I'm not shocked. Mm-hmm. Basically, any team can win that division, and I'm not really shocked. Um, Miami looks good. So it's – I don't know. There's only so many teams that are going to make it, but I think the Bengals are a top seven team in the AFC and will make it.
0: Because that's the thing. Like that offense is – like they have an average offensive line. They have a really good quarterback, superstar quarterback. Mm-hmm. The wide receivers are amazing. Joe Mixon. Like, no one's going to be able to stop that offense when it's at running full go. Absolutely. Whether or not the defense can also hold its own to some extent. But again, yeah. the reason I do give the Dolphins the nod over the Bengals is we play in an easier division. That's fair. They, and I don't know when the Bengals, play the Browns in the season. I don't, I think they have an early matchup, but I don't know if they have a late season matchup. I'm pretty
1: sure it's one early, one late.
0: Okay. So it's like, if they split that with the Browns, that could be, but again, maybe. maybe, Yeah. Yeah, We're getting really far
1: down the line there. Cause that's like, I was saying before, if Watson's nothing, not what he used to be right out of the gate, which is very fair. Yeah. Like you can't expect him to be back at a damn near MVP caliber after sitting out for this long. Yeah. Sure. So we'll see. I don't know. I I like the Bengals. Um, they're not. I'm not saying they're going back to the Super Bowl, but winning a wild card spot this year should be definitely attainable for them. So yeah, maybe.
0: like if they were to miss the playoffs after making like the Super Bowl, that would be like awful for them. And I again, I think they have a really good team. Just AFC stuff, but we can move on. I guess we can go on to the Vikings.
1: Vikings are my bold prediction of the year.
0: In what way?
1: I think they win this division, and I think they win it by multiple games.
0: Okay, now that's – I can't let that go because I think that Packers' defense is special, but –
1: the defense is good. I just don't. And we'll talk about the Packers later. I just think when you look at the Vikings, what they did last year. They were right there and they lost eight games by one score. Yeah. Like that's not going to be sustainable in their favor. They're going to win some of those games next year. You know, and I saw another stat too. It's like Dalvin Cook had a down year, but he was still pretty good. Mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook only had four touchdowns on 26 carries inside the 10 yard line. Again, that's not sustainable. He's gonna get more than that this year.
0: So it's that that is the big thing. Do is they finally got rid of Mike Zimmer and they hired Sean Payton. for...
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) So like putting clones out. That's the thing. Like I think Justin Jefferson. Like I, he's my pick for offensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. Like the offense. That's what I mean. Yeah, like the offense should.
1: The offense should be good. Kirk is Kirk. He's not going to win you games, but he's probably the best game manager type quarterback in the league.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's like the way yeah. I quarterbacks is you have the elites, you have the superstars, you have the franchise guys, and then you have game managers. Kirk cousins will never be a franchise quarterback, but goddamn, is he the best game manager there ever was.
1: Yeah. And even then he'll have his moments where you're just like, holy shit. Nice throw, nice play, yeah. and now he's going back into an offense that's exactly like he ran in Washington, mm-hmm. because you know Shanahan and McVay basically run the same offense, and now Kevin O'Connell is basically running the same offense again. Yeah. So he's getting back into a system that he was comfortable, that got him paid. He's got a top three wide receiver in the league, he's got a, probably a top five ish running back in the league. Um, you could probably make a case that Adam Thielen's a top five set wide receiver too. You know, it's they've got the guys. Irv Smith looks like he's got potential to be a nice little sleeper tight end. Um, The old line is competent. And the defense is really good, too. You know, you've got the great pass rush with Daniil Hunter still there. You know, he's not maybe what he used to be, but he's still a threat. They They signed Darius Smith. They signed Darius Smith. You know, you've got solid pieces in the uh, defensive backs. Like, there's not too many holes on this team
0: the secondary is the whole like again i think the secondary just has a bunch of young unproven players but, for sure um, it's it'll be it'll be volatile for them like i think that the secondary could play really well and that defense is going to be really good or the defense could be the weak point but again their front 7 is still very 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 strong which yeah. the niners then- players, if you have a strong front 7 you don't need a good secondary so
1: Exactly. I mean, if the quarterback has that less, one less second to throw the ball, the DBs don't have to be perfect. They just need to be competent. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just think that the Vikings are going to be a perfect storm this year of positive regression from their bad luck last year mixed with the huge infusion of uh, new coaching offense and everybody's working together again. Kirk apparently hated Zimmer. Now he's joined at the hip. I've been hearing with Kevin O'Connell so i just think all that's going to push the vikings to that next level and the packers are going the other way they're noisy they lost some ta- they lost significant talent and you know rogers is still rogers i'm not saying that this is a lock but that's one of my bold predictions of this year is i think you know vikings could easily win 12 13 games and
0: i think the packers finish closer to 10 have so you know I think, the vikings, uh who I don't think like, obviously they lost Devonte, but like that team is still really like, I think they run the football just a shit ton more now and they have the running backs to do it. That offensive line is back and healthy. It looks like that defense is scary. Good.
1: Packers are still a very good team.
0: Yeah. I just, like I said, I think the big thing is that
1: they have very unproven weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, they have the preseason Jerry Rice and uh, Romeo Dubes or whatever his name is. Yeah. Um, it's just, I think that Rodgers is going to get frustrated with the lack of weapons. He's already making statements in the media about how they're basically not playing well enough. And Rodgers is a diva. So it's if he starts getting frustrated, what's going to happen? This thing could come unglued very fast.
0: That man um- <laughs> expectations especially for the rookies but there's enough <laughs> veterans there receiving wise to not piss him off enough you would think but like maybe I, mean, I think that like he shouldn't be throwing the ball like i think that the packers should be doing what the titans or what the patriots have done where we're going to rely on the defense to get us back the ball and we're going to run it down your throats but except the exception from the Packers and the Pats. And who was the other team I said? Fuck, I'm blanking. Titans? Yeah. They have game manager level quarterbacks. Aaron Rodgers is an elite quarterback where if you can have – if you can run that offense and have a guy who can still make every throw at a super elite level, it should work. I don't know why it wouldn't work, but –
1: Will Rodgers' ego let him only throw the ball 15 times a game?
0: We'll still throw it more than that, but
1: well, if you're throwing it 30 times a game, it's hard to be a run-heavy team. That's Again, what I mean. 30 times,
0: but I think if he gets into like the 22, 27 range, I feel like that's pretty good. But we'll see what happens. Yeah.
1: I just think that they're moving in the wrong direction.
0: Definitely, if you're looking at the way that you are looking at it, it's Packers trending down, Vikings trending up, and the- oh, like I,
1: like I said, with the Vikings. They're, they're trending up outside of the positive regression that they should see this year. Mm-hmm. So when you combine the two of them together, they could easily go from what they have nine wins last year, I think.
0: I think so, yeah.
1: You know, it's like, and I said they lost eight games by one score. Mm-hmm. You flip a quarter of those and they're, they're an 11-win team.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: They're good, probably, and they're probably going to flip more than that.
0: Okay. I think, okay. First, I think that's the first division winner that we differ on. But
1: eh, that's that's sports, right?
0: And we'll go to the Cardinals, who I don't think that they're any threat for a playoff team this year. But
1: what do you I mean? Think? My only thing is they always start hot. So if they even if they can win six or seven games in September, October, they and they you know, if they fall apart again, whatever they're still going to be pushing that probably 10 win mark by December. And then they're still in the thick of the playoff spot
0: for them to start off hot. They need Hollywood Brown to be a number one receiver. I don't think he is. And they need James Conner to, you want to talk about guys who had insane production last year. He did, but Mm -hmm. like he got 14 touchdowns last year. I'm pretty sure. There's no way he replicates that again. no, and you don't have Hopkins for six games too. So I don't know if Hollywood Brown and Rondale Moore can sustain that offense until Hopkins gets back. But Kyler's yeah. he's dynamic. He's, he's a superstar quarterback right now, but it's just, I also think. Yeah. Idiot, but that's. Yeah. I
1: mean, they're probably, I don't get scared necessarily when we play Arizona, but they're still a good team. It's kind of weird. Like, they don't really ever feel like much of a long-term threat to me now where it's like, you know, Oh, I'm worried about the, like I said, I still think that they, they always start hot and they're always going to be in the thick of the playoff spot, you know, and who knows, maybe this is going to be the year that uh, they make the. they don't fall apart, you know, you know, even if you start out winning 75% of your games and you end the year winning at 500, that's still going to be a playoff spot. Easy. Yeah. So I don't know, but it's, they just, something about them. I just don't really ever feel like they're missing that, that it factor to me.
0: And like, that's the thing with them is I feel like Steve Kahn, Cliff Kingsbury, they're on that, like Matt rule. And I don't even know the Panthers GM's name, but uh, it feels like they're trying to save their jobs. Like they're spending, they're bringing guys over that Kyler played like college football Mm -hmm. and then They're doing it to kind of like they're patching up holes right now, but it's all gonna burst at some point. And I think this is gonna be the year for them. Hope so. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, no, you shouldn't hope so because you want Cliff Kingsbury to be their coach for a long time.
1: That's fair. I don't know. Kingsbury's he runs a decent offense, but it's just the the rest of the game plan doesn't scare me. No, not at all he'll either go from this to being a top tier offensive coordinator or go back to college where he can run the show completely,
0: which is ridiculous. And they got this job, but whatever, Uh, we can move on. We can move on to the super bowl champs from this past year, the LA Rams who we differ a bit on this one where I don't think they're actually contenders this year, but they're good. They're a good team.
1: I'm very much the type where I gotta see it to believe it with a lot of things. Fair. Especially when it comes to established really good franchises. It's like I would never say, you know, oh, this is the year that Brady's gonna fall off because I he never has. No. You know what I mean? It's like you still I look at this Rams team, you know, they lost some big pieces, Whitworth and Von Miller and OBJ from their Super Bowl team, but you still have a top five coach a top five wide receiver, the best player in football on your defensive line. You know, you still got the best, in my opinion, the best cornerback in the league in Jalen Ramsey. Bobby Wagner is still a top tier mid linebacker that you've now added to address like the position that's always been a weakness for them. You know, and like I've I've said to you before, if they're struggling in an area, they're going to trade their picks and they're going to go address that. They're not. They don't fall in love with their draft picks. They want to win.
0: That is the thing about them that if they do start off okay, anyways, they'll look to upgrade that team immediately because they know that their window is now. And because that's the thing, the Patriots are voting that Isaiah Win is available potentially for the trade, which I think makes sense. It's punting on the season, but. If the, yeah, like that's the thing, like if the Rams were to address the offensive line, especially the left tackle, I would be, I'd feel more confident with them. Just, I think that the offensive line is not very good for them this year, which you need an offensive line to have an elite offense.
1: Absolutely. I just think that the rest of the team is so talented that they can game plan and work around that to the point that it's not going to be to their immediate detriment.
0: I like, and like, again, I still think the Rams are going to have 10 wins. They'll make the playoffs, but I don't, I don't see it. If honestly, if we're honest, I think that the, oh, it got, it's tough for me to say. I was about to say like the Eagles and maybe the Saints, I think they're more contenders than the Rams, but I
1: don't know about that.
0: (laughs) that I mean, like the Rams. The other aspect of it all is. Quarterback. That's that's the thing. I think the Eagles and the Saints have better overall rosters than the Rams, but we'll yeah. see. Yeah,
1: I'm like I'm lucky in the sense as a Niners fan that we've done really well against them over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, until the playoff loss, we were on a six and zero run against them. So it worked. It's always been that team where it's like they're really good, but they're not as much of a threat to san francisco but at the same time i can't deny the fact that they just won a super bowl and their losses were yes they lost their left tackle the rest was their wide receiver to who they've replaced and von miller who was a free agent pick or not free agent sorry but a trade deadline pickup that they could easily do again if they need to
0: yeah yeah.
1: so we'll see what happens um
0: Like I've seen some guys who have the Rams as like a hot take. Oh, they're eight and nine and they're missing the playoffs. I think that's outrageous.
1: No, if I wasn't a Niners fan, I'd probably put, bet them to win the division still just with our uncertainty. I think the Niners roster is better overall, but with the uncertainty around Trey, where we don't know, I believe, but if I wasn't a fan, I definitely wouldn't. I would, I think the Rams should win the division.
0: But hopefully they don't. Yeah, we'll just start talking about the Dolphins. Actually, since we just moved on from the Patriots, so I asked Chu to be like, okay, switch Mac and Tua. So Max on the Dolphins, Tua's on the Patriots. Who wins that game? He obviously thinks Mac's the better quarterback. So I was expecting him to be like, oh, Mac on the Dolphins beats the Patriots. No, he still says that the Patriots with two. He's a homer. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah. But because, yeah, because the Dolphins clearly have a better roster than the Patriots do right now. Yeah. Not even close.
1: I'd agree with that. But especially too now, you guys just brought in, you guys have a really nice defensive line too with. Yeah, you, know, you already had decent pieces and then you still brought in some nice like veteran rotational pieces and in Melvin Ingram and now Trey flowers.
0: Yeah, I might like, be happy with our defensive line. The only that thing that being is, said, do you think,
1: do you think Ingram sticks around with Trey flowers here now, or do you think one of them is going to get cut on the 53?
0: I think that. Cause it's weird. We do technically play like a three, four defense, like technically Jalen Phillips is one of our linebackers. Yeah. With Ogba being our only like true defensive end. But Mm -hmm. um, the rotation would be you'd have Ogba and Phillips starting and then Ingram, Flowers, and Andrew Van Ginkle as the other guys to rotate in as pass pass rushers. Yeah. And play more pass, pass coverage reps than those guys, but I also thought that Trey Flowers played like three, four D end at one point. Like last year for the Lions, he was listed as a linebacker, but I always remembered him with the Patriots being like a Michael Bennett type of guy. Who, it's like, I, yeah, he can also play the interior.
1: That could be honestly. Um, I was just thinking that too. I mean, if you guys could have a rotation to get even get Christian Wilkins some rest in the middle, yeah, by having some of these guys run subs. Um, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of interesting that you know you already had a. Pretty well-known veteran defensive end, and you brought in another one. Yeah. But, again, as a Niners fan, I can tell you there's no such thing as too much depth on that defensive line.
0: Not depth on the defensive line. Yeah, so. But uh, Yeah, no,
1: I think it really all comes down to Tua for Miami. It does. Like,
0: I, I noticed I, it's just, it just. The rest
1: of the team is there. Um, I think Mike McDaniels is as good as they get in terms of offensive minds.
0: Of course you do. Well, I mean,
1: hey, look what he's done for Shanahan over the years. But I mean, I know I think he's, you know, he's up there in terms of the way his mind works with offense. Yeah. Like Nobody's going to drop plays clearly better than him. Um, he's going to have to grow. And I think a little bit in terms of the actual other aspects of coaching, yeah. but the guys seem to like him. You know, so it's I think that Miami should be a playoff team this year. And really anything else, you're probably looking for a quarterback next summer. Or next winter, I guess.
0: It is it is it's tough because if we don't make the playoffs, then I think you can say that two is not the guy.
1: And he can still be the, you know. Be a bridge quarterback, be a game manager, kind of like some of these other guys around the league are. But he's not going to be that guy that's going to take a roster like this to that next point. No. That being said, is there going to be somebody better available to you?
0: Well, that's the thing. Now that we don't have our our first round pick, we still have your first round pick. But cause that that was always the big thing that people talked about was if two is not the guy this year. We have our two first. We can maybe trade for Lamar. We trade up for another rookie run or uh, another rookie quarterback. And we yeah. just now it's a little tough. But I think two was the guy watching the, that start of the preseason game yesterday. Yeah. So happy, but there's,
1: there's no point in really going back and forth on whether he is or isn't the guy, you know, just sit back, enjoy this year and let's see what happens. Exactly. And, you know, cause really this could all be a waste of breath in two months if two is lighting it up
0: i mean fuck if we lose week one to the patriots i'm already blowing up the season so
1: yeah pretty much
0: yeah so <laughs> I, will, I will see how i feel about the dolphins post week one it'll be we're going to the playoffs or it's going to be the worst week of my life but dolphins yeah. are good. <laughs> dolphins are good okay well i guess that wraps everything up so we'll go into we're gonna give some fantasy sleepers we'll go from we'll do every position so we'll go we'll start from quarterback quarterback running back wide. Receiver, down, skip, kick why the hell would we give a sleeper kicker but i think we can do a defense i think we can sure. yeah and i'd say like sleeper defense is something outside the top 10 Okay, so we're going to give you some fantasy sleepers. I thought our draft was going to be done by this point. It is tomorrow night, but luckily for Cam and I, we draft at opposite ends. I draft at 10, he drafts at 1. So we'll have a lot of overlap for choices for sleepers anyway, so this works Mm -hmm. out kind of well. Uh, We'll start with the quarterbacks, and I'll let you take it away.
1: Sounds good. Uh, I'm sure by this point you've heard that I think Minnesota is going to be great. I am really liking where Kirk Cousins is going right now in terms of his ADP. You know, Kirk Cousins was averaging 19 points a game last year in fantasy, which is really good, to be honest. Um, By comparison, he was wedged right in between Matt Stafford and Russell Wilson in terms of his production last year on a per game basis. Yeah. And you, I think it's pretty clear that his situation has just gone through the roof better. He's got the better coach. He's getting Irv Smith back. who I might hint at later um, from his injury. And I just think all, all around, he's moving from an outdated system to the same kind of system he thrived in in Washington. So I think Kirk Cousins should be going much higher, closer to the, you know, Derek Carr type level ADP that he's just not seeing right now.
0: Yeah, I can't agree with any of that. I think Kirk Cousins should have a massive year and definitely bigger than he's had in the last few years anyways, that's for sure.
1: He's my prime target to be a backup quarterback this year in fantasy. Yeah.
0: Well, if we want to talk about my prime backup quarterback, uh Jameis Winston, there's there is a chance that I might draft Jameis Winston to be my QB one. It's a very small chance. It's very risky to do that, but I might do it again. I've talked about the saints. I like the saints a lot. I think Jameis is at least a volatile quarterback where yeah, he'll get you those interceptions, but there's a good chance he gets 30 touchdowns. It's not a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL do get hit that 30 touchdown mark. He has the weapons. Kamara's going to be there for the full season now, apparently. Michael Thomas, Chris Olave, Jarvis Landry. He has the guys around him to make a difference in fantasy. And where he's going in drafts is – like he's going behind Matt Ryan in drafts, which is
1: – Yeah. Last, last time I looked, he was at ADP 155.
0: Like, that's nuts. So, it's almost like, that's almost undrafted. Yeah. Which we, I think it, he should be drafted in every single league. That's – yeah. a backup quarterback, but,
1: yeah. He's Jay a boomer boss be pick for sure.
0: Yeah. Uh, we'll move along. We'll go to running backs and talk about the new running back for the Dolphins, uh, Chase Edmonds. So the Dolphins Ooh. completely switched – offensive schemes we're going to kind of steal from the Niners a little bit and we're going to run the ball a shit ton and Edmonds by all accounts looks like he's going to be the guy for them he's a pass catcher he averaged five yards per carry in Arizona there's a little there's will be competition behind him in Mostert and I mean if you look at the Niners they play the hot hand so it's definitely a bit of a risk but the ceiling for chase Edmonds this year is through the roof, especially for where he's getting drafted right now. But yeah, chase Edmonds has a ton of potential to be a RB one for fantasy this year. I can
1: definitely see it. Um, my only concern with him is that he might not get the end zone looks just because of his size, mm-hmm. but he should, especially in the new system and with the all the emphasis that Miami's going to have in the passing game with Tyree and Waddle, and Gasecki and all these guys, mm-hmm. um, he should definitely be able to pick up enough yards to be a, pretty much an every week starter for most people. 100%. Um, sounds good. So my sleeper for fantasy this year – I'm kind of saying this in a way where I wouldn't typically recommend this, but I think Rashad Penny could provide a lot of value at where he's going in his draft right now. Mainly Rashad Penny down the stretch last year was on an absolute tear. You know, he was averaging 11.6 fantasy points per game last year and the situation around him. Yes. It sucks that he's not going to have Russell Wilson back there with him, but at the same time, his numbers took off last year when Russ wasn't playing all that well to begin with. So I think there's a really good chance that he's still going to be the feature point, especially because they're saying Kenneth Walker might be missing a couple of games to start the year with his hernia. Um, and even if he's back, he's coming off a hernia. You're not going to be at hundred percent. So if Penny can really steal that role early, you know, the, the ability to get a uh, first, like a pretty much undisputed running back one, at close to pick 100, I think is very strong value.
0: Yeah, you can't doubt that. And, I mean, Pete Carroll is as old school as it comes. He's going to want to run the football. Penny's going to get his touches, especially with Walker missing the first little bit of the season. It's – yeah, he has tremendous value for where he's going, 100%. Yeah. Okay. Uh moving over to wide receiver. I know I told you that I was going to talk about Michael Thomas. I'm going to switch it up just because I did talk about the Saints. And again, Michael Thomas should be going higher in drafts, but I'll talk about someone else. Uh, I'm going to talk about Juju. I think that he's the number one receiver for Pat Mahomes. Is he the number one target? No, that's Travis Kelsey. But he's the only... Solidified good wide receiver on that team. They brought in MVS. He's fine. He's probably a below average wide receiver. McOll showed nothing over the years. Sky Moore is a rookie. Juju has proven that he can have easily twelve hundred yards. No problem. Especially. Juju had to play with the corpse of big Ben for the last few years of his career. And now he gets to play with the best quarterback in football. I think he's going to go off this year.
1: Yeah, no doubt at all. And I'm personally looking at uh, one of my own guys here. Um, I think Brandon Ayuk is finally going to have that big breakout year he's getting an upgrading quarterback with somebody that he's trained with since they were, since Trey Lance was a rookie, they've always done all their off season workouts together. Training camp was just highlight reel after highlight reel catch for him going viral on social media. And I think the big thing with this year is he's probably going to be the number one wide receiver in terms of the traditional wide receiver role where Debo going to get a lot of gadget plays. He's going to get a lot of carries, a lot of jet sweeps and that kind of thing. Kittle loves blocking. So he's going to be doing all that aspect of the run game as well. Whereas Ayuk is going to be probably the main downfield threat for Trey Lance this year in terms of throwing. And you're getting a guy who's, you know, his role on the depth chart is locked in because there's really nobody behind him. That's going to be taking his role anytime soon. You know, the only real players behind him is Danny gray looking pretty good, but he's a deep threat, not Ayuk type guy. So no, I think it's really good. Um, the Niners have a nice schedule in terms of uh, strength of schedule against wide receivers. They're uh, middle like pretty solid in terms of that regard, where he should have a lot of nice opportunities. And just overall, I think this is going to be the year where we see Brandon. I- why Brandon Ayuk was a first round pick?
0: So that's been. He's flat. He's shown so much potential. He was in the doghouse last year. And he's weirdly – he's kind of your guy's number one wide receiver because Debo is just all over the field doing whatever the hell that he does. Mm-hmm. But I think he's a true wide receiver. For- it's weird in the sense that he's our number
1: one wide receiver, but he's probably our number three weapon yeah. behind Kittle and Debo. And number four focal point of the offense between, behind those two in the run game. Yeah, yeah. But I think that all those other aspects are going to get so much more attention and teams haven't really pl- had to worry about uh, playing the Niners with a traditional wide receiver because Jimmy wasn't able to make the throws that Trey Lance could make. Not. Right. So it's, I'm pretty sure uh, Trey Lance already has more uh, completed 20 yard, pa- air yard passes than Garoppolo had in like a quarter of the snaps.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. Sad.
1: So it's, this is really an opportunity for a guy like I to really have a huge role in an offense. Yeah. And then not to mention he's when he was at Arizona state, I'm pretty sure he was top 10 in the country in yards after catch, which is a huge focal point of our offense anyway. So if he can get the ball consistently, the sky's the limit, I think for him this year. So to get a guy like that again, around pick a hundred, Huge value.
0: So for tight end, I'm going to go with the guy who I'm pretty sure is going undrafted in almost 100% of drafts right now. He's the Green Packers tight end by In 2020, he broke out, and he tied the league for touchdown receptions with Travis Kelsey. Obviously, I think he got 12. It's not sustainable, but... Who else is catching passes from Aaron Rodgers on this team that he's comfortable with, especially in the red zone? Where in my mind, the Packers are gonna change the offense, they're gonna run the ball down the field. They get Robert Tunyon's gonna be the big target for them. He should still be getting his he has that rapport with Rodgers. Rodgers has been complaining about everyone else, sucks. So he's gonna need his guys. Tunyon's one of his guys definitely a sleeper deep deep sleeper but i think he has potential
1: yeah he should be if you're able to draft a backup tight end for your roster then he should definitely be someone you're considering towards the end of your draft yeah. he could definitely produce like you know mid-round pick value
0: like i think if you look at him and then a guy like Zach Ertz. I don't think there's that much of a difference between the two, except Zach Ertz is getting drafted 10 rounds ahead. Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I can definitely see that. He's uh, He's got value based on his ADP absolutely right now. And then I guess I'll go with my uh, sleeper tight end. So I'm going to throw a little curveball at you now. Instead of talking about Uh, or Smith, like we planned, I'm actually going to talk about uh, Mr. Cole Komet from Chicago. Uh, He's a little bit of a risk because again, Chicago is not a great team, but I just think a lot of what Komet is doing for that offense right now, you know, we talked about Justin Fields has no offensive line in front of him right now. So there's going to have to be a lot of dump off passes. And that's where tight ends typically get a lot of their volume. On top of that, based on last year's statistics, um, the Bears have the easiest schedule in the league for tight ends this year. They're, you know, the teams that they play give up the most fantasy points to tight ends, yeah. based on last year's numbers. To top it all off, he was averaging seven points a game uh, last year without getting into the end zone very much. Mm-hmm. So it's easy.
0: Ground, he took away a lot of Exactly. And now we use the Second best pass catcher on that team, which is crazy to say.
1: Exactly. So, again, you're getting this guy probably in like the 12 to 15 round range right now. And I think he's got the potential to be a low end starter, or if not, to be one of the best backup tight ends that you could draft in fantasy this year.
0: I'm really worried that I'm just going to end up streaming tight ends every week. I think it's going to happen. Like it's like, I, unless I don't pick one of those big guys, I'm not, I don't care about anyone else. They're all the same to me, but that's a topic for another time. Okay. I think, this, I think there's enough, but yeah. We have been on this Zoom for a while now. I thank you so much for doing this. Uh, thank you for being my first guest. You're welcome back. i will definitely have you back on whenever the Niners have a marquee game or probably before that, but
1: absolutely. Man.
0: Thanks for having me, man. Go Niners. Well, that'll wrap up another episode of the cover zero podcast. When this comes out, we are officially eight days away from football and I am so excited next week going to have, One guest on, could be two, depending on, I'm going to say scheduling and sound fancy. But uh, yeah, we're going to go over some week one games. We're going to give uh, some gambling picks. We're going to make a competition of it season long. But until then, please share, subscribe, like, retweet, all that fun stuff. And until next time, peace.